In this episode, I want to help you remember a concept that you came into this world knowing, being certain of, and then this concept has been forgotten. So I want to bring it to your awareness because this is something that has helped so many of my clients that I work with one-on-one and I trust that it will help you on your journey as well. So let's dive right in. Hello and welcome to the Powerful Self Podcast. I'm your host, Anna, and I'm here to support you through your transformational journey, providing you with practical tools, practices, and principles to help you permanently remove subconscious energetic blocks, clear those limiting beliefs that may be standing in your way, and help you truly align with the life that you desire, a life in which you experience deep knowing, unshakable confidence, and true personal freedom every single day, because that is what you came here to do. Welcome to this week's episode. I am so excited to be here with you and I'm excited about this episode. I'm pretty sure this is something that I say every single week, but this one is, oh, this one's important and I feel really passionate about this one because it has helped so many of my clients and this is why I'm bringing it here because I trust that it will support you on your journey as well. So today's concept might sound at first philosophical, but we are all about implementation and actually, you know, taking those practical steps to changing our lives in combination with heart and soul connection. So I will introduce the concept at first, but I do want you to really listen until the end to fully understand what is meant by that and also receive the action steps at the end. The concept for today is that every word is an invitation if you know how to use it. What do I mean by that? I want to begin by painting a picture that, you know, we grew up in different circumstances. All of us have our own stories. All of our, all of us have had our own hardships. I personally, just using myself as an example, grew up in a culture, although I grew up all over the world, but the original culture that I grew up with, because I was an embassy kid, so there was always that community uh, within the embassy, the concepts in that culture were you got to be fast, you got to read the room quickly, you got to think fast, how dare you not know this, in combination with a very domineering parent and um, experiencing emotional and physical abuse, which in that part of the world and in uh, my parents' generation was just kind of the norm. This is just how you would raise kids. And as a result of all of that, I developed Uh, survival skills. Very early on, I was into psychology, not even so much that it interested me as much as I saw this as a tool to protect myself. I learned to read that parent. I learned to uh, identify their weaknesses and use it against them. I learned to read their room quite quickly. I learned to manipulate. I learned to have very well-structured arguments so that I could keep myself safe. And Some of you may be listening to this thinking, well, those are all good skills, right? Apart from the manipulation, those are pretty useful things. And I mean, they are, unless they're coming from this place of lack, right? Because in any moment, we get to ask ourselves whether we're following love or fear. And if we are 
creating something, if we are, it is still evolution. If we're evolving from this place of I have to protect myself, I'm not safe, I'm coming from lack rather from abundance, then we are more likely to embrace the shadow aspects of particular qualities rather than the light aspect. So growing up, I could not wait to get out uh, of the house to be old enough to, you know, speak up for myself to, and I was just kind of gathering up all this knowledge so I could finally speak back to that parent so that I could finally overpower them, really. Now, some people who grew up in such environments, and I mean, again, all of us have had, even if you had the best parents, uh, all of us have experienced those times where our needs were not fully met, right? Because as children, and I know that from my own kids, kids come into this world with look at me all the time and witness me all the time. And the reality is uh, parents are also their own people and it's not possible. I can't be with my children 24-7. I can't witness them 24-7 because I have my own life. But the ego oftentimes perceives this as you're not there for me or you don't care about me or my needs were not met, right? As an example, a parent can give the child the best day, right? Let's say take into the amusement park and all the rides and just have like the child can have the most incredible day. And then at the end of the day, if you ask the child, well, how, did you have a good day? It's like, no, I'm upset because I'm, I have to go to bed now and I don't like this. This day sucks. And as a parent, you would go, what in the world, right? Because you just spend this whole day being there fully with your child and giving your child all these experiences and then it's still not happy. So as children, it's okay that your needs were not met. Whether you had the best parents in the world or the worst parents in the world, the truth is all of us on some level have not had our needs met. And this is the power of inner work. This is about, you know, being there for yourself as that parent to that inner child within you. Coming back to the topic though, from that environment that I described, or again, in any way that your needs were not met, people typically go in two ways. So some build up those walls, right? Say, okay, well, my needs are not being met, so I have to meet them myself and nobody is safe and I have to protect myself and I just have to rely only on myself. And we build up walls. That was that was the path that I took. Others go into... I have to stay small and I have to people please. Maybe I can still win my parents' love or affection or be seen and loved in the way that I want to be. And we go into putting ourselves down, playing small, trying to gain that love and understanding. And from those, both of those places, we close off to the concept that Every word is an invitation. You see, when I first came onto my spiritual path, and this was a result, if you've heard my story before, it was just a result of severe depression turning into an enlightening, enlightenment experience of a few weeks. And during those few weeks, there was just this connection and openness like I've never experienced before. Since then, I haven't had times that it happened for that long either. But in that moment, I was open to all invitations and not from a place of weakness, because again, this is a concept that I grew up with just from my culture, right? It's like you're vulnerable and it's really powerful realization when you understand that your vulnerability is your power, 
that you're not vulnerable. You're actually available when you open up. It's not vulnerability. It's not lack. It's abundance. And it's only when you open up, when you become available, that you open yourself up to that abundance. And it can't happen in any other way. And I understand how uh, difficult this might be to hear because I was in this place of, oh, it's not safe. And I could really feel that closing in my body, that stiffness, that rigidness of, no, I got to protect myself. I'm in fight or flight because I was so used to experiencing that for, uh, well, from my childhood. And if you want to go into past lifetimes, you know, we're just kind of here, we're reliving the things that uh, we've had past experiences around as well so that we can clear them. So now, like I said, from both of those survival mechanisms that we've acquired during our childhood, we stop understanding the concept of every word is an invitation. So I know for myself, when I first started on my spiritual path, which some of you may know my story, it was I wasn't I was never seeking anything. I wasn't speaking of spirituality. My mother uh, was very much into that uh, early on when I was born because uh, she was told that I would die and she went to seek alternative help because modern medicine wasn't able to help and she stumbled upon um, spirituality and this was in the 90s so this was not a thing especially in ex-Soviet Union countries and uh, so even though I've had this exposure from a young age and my um, clairvoyant and psychic abilities have been kept intact she tried to do that for as long as possible um, growing up I disowned that part of me at around the age of nine and just closed off all of that and began to build those walls around me because life really felt unsafe like I said with um, also that the emotional and the physical abuse that was experienced so the concept of the word is an invitation was not accepted by me the word was not an invitation the word was something to fight the word was something to argue with. The word of another person had to be dissected. What? Why are they saying what they're saying? What is their agenda? What is the bigger picture, right? How can I uh, not be the vulnerable one in this situation? How are they trying to take advantage of me? How can I protect myself? And when I started my spiritual path, uh, rather... Oh, a few months into that, when I came across some teachers, I was not open to the teachings. Because during that enlightenment experience, it was just openness and my guidance really uh, was connecting with me every day, every moment of every day. And I was really guided. But as my ego started to come in more and more, when I came, when these teachers came into my life, there was a lot of resistance and there was a lot of needing to prove them wrong. And there was a lot of, I am not safe. So the words that they would share, and there's energy traveling with every word. There's intention with every word. It did not feel safe. Those words did not feel safe because as a child, right, we're born, we're open, we're receptive, and then things don't feel good. Some things that some people say, they don't feel good. They feel threatening, they feel limiting, they feel scary. So we either learn to defend ourselves and build those walls, or we begin to trust other people's words and become really scared and feeling unsafe and not trusting ourselves and the world. 
So today I want to bring back the idea that every word is invitation, that you get to choose what is it that you want to take on and receive and what resonates with you and what aligns with you because in absolutely any experience, any experience is medicine. Let's say, for example, you meet someone, a friend, and they say something hurtful. That word, those phrases, they're invitations. They are invitations for you to either assert, no, I'm not going to believe that story. That's not true. That used to be my story. It's not my story anymore. I don't choose this. I don't accept this invitation. Or it can be an invitation that you do accept. Wow, they might be right. I'm not good enough. Or I shouldn't have said that. Or that was wrong of me. Every word, every situation, every person that you come across is your invitation to either affirm the divinity within you or to close off from it, to disconnect from it. And as I've said in my own personal example, I've used every word as just their threats, right? I'm, I'm threatened. I have to protect myself. How can I overpower this person, situation, circumstance? How can I rise above? How can I be stronger than it so that it can't hurt me? Not understanding that I have power, that I do not have to reject all the words, but simply choose what do I choose to align with? And whether it's a harmful word or a kind one, because those two, and I'm going to get into that in a moment, uh, those two have a shadow aspect. Whichever one it is, a harmful or a kind word, it is always up to us to discern and to utilize it. It's an invitation for us. And now, before we end here, I do want to go into how is it that a kind word, how, how can that be used against us? Because when we cling on to that validation, when we cling on to, oh, that felt so good, that word felt so good, my partner said they loved me or they really liked this thing about me, when we do not use these words or invitations to see the divinity within ourselves, that it's already there, it always is. But rather, we see that as needing to prove ourselves even more, right? We're after that, it's like a drug. Well, I want more of that. Like that felt really good being acknowledged by that person. It felt really good to be the center of that attention, right? Or maybe your boss complimented on your work, um, complimented you on your work and you feel validated. You feel like, wow, I'm doing something really important. This feels good, right? And you are likely to want that again. So instead of seeing that as, oh yes, this the words that I just heard, is the reflection of what I already have within me. And this is just the cherry on top. Instead of that, what we do is we cling on to that. We want more of that. And we get upset when we don't get that, right? And we're, we start to chase after those words of validation, words of kindness. Why doesn't the person see me? That time that they said that a few weeks ago felt so good. How come they didn't say that again? And I want that. I crave that. I need that. And that is a shadow aspect of the kind word. 
So those words too are an invitation, as I said, those words are an invitation to either get lost in the mind and fearing and lack or coming into, this is the divinity within me. I see that person's words or those circumstances reflecting that which is already within me, that which is always there. So with this one, taking a deep breath into your body, really feeling that power within you. Every word is an invitation. Giving yourself permission to never again get lost in the words that you hear. When a spiritual teacher tells you something as, you know, they state it as fact, because for them it is, because that is their belief system. That is the, you know, God life source consciousness flowing through them. However, it's filtered through their mind. It's filtered through their concepts and they say something as fact, but it doesn't quite resonate with you. You have the permission to see those words as invitations. They are not something you have to accept. They are also not something you have to fight against. They are simply there for your discernment. So on this note, where have you in your life, where have you not been practicing this discernment? Where have you not embrace this concept of every word being simply an invitation not a must or a should not something to comply with and not something to fight against but simply there a gift for you to either accept or deny i thank you for being here i thank you for listening and if you know somebody who can very much benefit from this concept somebody who would feel empowered by hearing this message, please share with them because we rise together. Thank you for listening to the Powerful Self Podcast. If you found this useful, please make sure to follow so you don't miss any upcoming episodes and share it with those who you think will truly benefit from hearing this. And I love hearing from you. So if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out at info at thepowerfulself.me. And on this note, I am sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time.